Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Wealth Builders podcast. I'm Karen Conrad, and I'm so excited to let you know we have a very special guest today, actually a fan favorite, Chad Franson. He is our own founder and CEO of Wealth Builders Investments. Welcome, Chad. Hey, Karen. Excited to be here with you. Thank you. Yeah, I said fan favorite. You caught that. Uh, because, oh my goodness, when we have you on webinars, we get so many questions. And so we talked about, we committed to the audience that we we're going to have you on the podcast and you're going to share with us a great market update. And also we're going to answer as many questions as possible from the previous webinars. So if you have not yet caught a webinar Chad does a webinar every month. It is the second Thursday of the month at 3 p.m. Mountain, right, Chad? That's correct. Yeah, second Thursday of every month. So that's really helping people stay on top of what's happening in the economy and in the financial world. Also, before we get started, want to give you all a quick reminder that we've got the Wealth Builders Conference coming up February 17th through the 19th. We still have some tickets available. So if you've not yet registered, please do so at wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. Again, that's wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. You won't want to miss it. All right, Chad. Well, I'm excited to hear what is happening in the financial world. Well, Karen, there's a lot happening. So, you know, uh, we're recording this in January of 2023. So um, a lot going on as we make our New Year's resolutions for health and wellness and giving and family and business. And uh, we were sharing recently with a group, there's a lot of uncertainty heading into 2023. And as Billy Epperhart and I have talked quite a bit lately on this, you know, really feel like the, the rubber meets the road this year on the recession in the U.S. and in Europe. So that, that's going to be more in the news. But I think we're going to see, you know, we've got a lot of small business owners that listen to this and investors and even just stay-at-home moms. But I think regardless of where you are, uh, we, we need to really brace for more chaos this year in the economy. Because as you know, Karen, you know the interest rates going up has a really big impact on whether you're a homeowner or whether you're a student or whether you're a uh, business owner and investor. So that that's going to continue to be a headwind, as we call it this year. And you want to be prepared so I'm really excited that people are engaging us and, and asking questions because that encourages me that that people realize they need to they need to have a really wise plan for how to navigate you know their finances and their businesses this year. Yeah, it is. It's it's a little bit unprecedented with everything that's going on. And uh, you and I talk about the real estate market a lot. It's really interesting how even though the Fed is raising rates, it's almost like the mortgage industry is not necessarily 
following the Fed increase. And one of the things I heard you explain that might be helpful for the audience that are looking at real estate is that mortgage rates follow a, you know, they follow, is it the um, treasury bonds, treasury rates? Yeah, mortgage rates generally follow in the United States. It's called the U.S. 10-year bond. And so I was encouraging a group of people recently to, if you want to know where mortgage rates may go, follow what the U.S. 10-year bond what's called the yield on that is. And it's a good indicator for where mortgage rates may go or not go. Yeah. And that has a big impact on the real estate market and really our economy overall. Can you give us some comments too on the stock market? People are pretty, you know, skittish about the stock market. It seems to be pretty volatile. Um, what can people expect in 2023 and what might they want to do to be prepared to protect their assets and maybe even see some growth in their portfolio? Yeah, I always encourage, you know, I've been in the financial services industry for a little over 20 years now, and I've noticed, you know, good habits and poor habits of people. You know, I try to learn from that, uh, whether they were companies I worked for, managers I worked for, or clients that I served. and. Yeah, I think one of the one of the traits of successful investors is they they take an evaluation periodically, and, and you know I think first of the year is kind of a good rule of thumb on what their personal balance sheet looks like, and if they you know as Billy teaches you know do they understand what they have in the way of their resources and what they're investing in, you know do they understand it and can they monitor it well. And um, it could be a good investment for me, but not a good investment for you, for you, Karen, if I, if you don't understand it, you can't follow it. So I think successful investors take a unemotional inventory of where they are. And I think first of the year is a great time to do it because mentally, right, you're, you're already there and you're kind of praying for a word for the year spiritually and, and you're evaluating, you know, things. So you know, when you look at the stock market, I, I would encourage you, and this is my personal opinion, I would encourage people not to be too heavy in the stock market or the bond market for that matter, and really just evaluate what what are your objectives? What's your time horizon? You know, time horizon is probably one of the secret sauce formulas, Karen, because, you know, if you have a bucket of money and, and you're going to need it in six months, then you're going to treat that money differently than if you don't need it for maybe three years, right? You can invest yeah, differently. Wow, Chad, that's great. And uh, I know that our audience is wondering, how can I get Chad to help me? <laughs> and uh, that's a great question because Chad is really amazing. And with Wealth Builders Investments, the way for you to connect with Chad is to first go to wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. And in that, you're actually going to get a free download, which I'll have Chad explain the pro values index. And we ask you a couple questions and it really helps us to uh, connect with you. And then we'll respond back with an email or you can go to wealthbuilders.net and uh, contact Chad directly there. Is it on the contact page, Chad? It is. Yes. If you go to wealthbuilders.net, there's a contact us page that, that you can reach out to our team. And so we've got a whole team and we call it WBI, Wealth Builders Investments. So we've got a team of advisors, not just myself. So we can definitely 
communicate with you. Again, I can't give you specific and personal advice on this type of platform, but one-on-one, we can certainly visit with you because some of you are going to have same questions, but your situations are going to be a little different. Yeah, that's great. Well, Chad, if we could get to some questions from webinars, that'd be great. And I think you need to provide a little bit of a disclosure. Do you want to just go ahead and do that before we get into the questions? Yeah. I mean, just Wealth Builders Investments is a registered investment advisor. So we are regulated by by the states and the federal government. So just important for me to, to mention, you know, these are my opinions and I'm not giving you specific advice and uh, anything tax or legal, we encourage you to visit with your CPA or attorney. But we are happy to give you specific advice. We'll just need to do that, you know, in a personal one-on-one consult. So some of these questions, um, the answer um, is going to be in my opinion, but it may or may not be a fit for you to do or not do, if that makes sense. We would just need to talk to you one-on-one. So I'm excited for the questions. I know we've had a ton of them rolling in over the last few months. All right. This this first one is from Asabi and he says, Do I can I do a personal IRA in addition to my employer 401k? Well, the short answer is yes. So you absolutely can. I, I encourage people on a 401k to do the amount that your company, if they offer a match. So if they will match, I would at a minimum do if the company matches 3% of your salary, I would at least do that. And then uh, again, depending on your taxable income, uh, you, you can still do a personal IRA contribution in addition to that. Wow, that's great, Chad. All right, we're going to just keep <laughs> rolling Let's here. Go. Get we'll, do lightning, we'll just do lightning round here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, this is from Affy. And Affy says, I've been just surviving, but now I have about $50,000 of savings. What could I do to start investing? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> well, question. I want to commend you for, for being diligent and building up your savings. Yeah, I think obviously that, so this is a personal question, like, you know, it'll be a little unique for each person, but, you know, Billy and Becky Erperhardt are real big advocates of investing in yourself, you know, right? So obviously getting plugged into the Wealth Builders conferences and, and, and books and training material, I think that's a good one. We also have, and Karen, you and I were talking about this, we've also created at WBI a, um, called a robo model but it's an it's an automatic automated way for people to get started investing uh, using uh, biblically responsible ethics and uh, we can certainly provide that and I think we've even talked about doing a, a separate show on that but you can start investing in a pro values mutual fund type model for as little as five thousand dollars and um, we can send you information on that but I think those two things, would be good good starter starter uh, recommendations. Wow, that's great. This is from Jeffrey, and he's wondering what the difference is between a health investment account and how does it differ from an HSA? I think those are one and the same, my understanding. And okay. in the U.S., they have what's called HSA, health savings accounts, and you can put in, uh, I think it's thirty. if you're an individual and and double that if you're a family, you avoid federal income tax when you put into those. But but I think those terms may be synonymous unless I'm missing something. 
but uh, a, a health account, HSA, and we've covered this before, you can choose investments inside of that HSA. And if so that money can be growing and compounding. And if you need it for healthcare needs, it's a very tax efficient way to pay for out-of-pocket medical expenses. But if you don't, then it's it's invested. So I, I like HSAs if your company offers that or if you can set one up as a, a, a business owner. I think those make a lot of sense in the U.S. And then if somebody doesn't use it for medical expenses, do they lose the money or can they repurpose it? Well, you don't lose the money. It's it's in a way like an IRA conceptually, right? So that it's in your account, it's your name, and then you can put in each year or each month. And then, um, you know, you, you can take that money and pay for what's called qualified medical expenses, which are very broad. But if you don't need it, it's just an investment account that continues to grow. Okay, very good. Thank you. This question is from Kim Pepper, and she says, if you have over $100,000 sitting in the bank, advise what percentage of that would be okay to put into hard assets and maybe explain what what we mean by hard assets. Okay. Two comments on that. Again, these are my opinions on it, and I'm happy to talk with you one-on-one on this. You want to be aware if you have cash at the bank that it's insured. So what's called FDIC insurance. And so if you're not sure on that, let us know. Generally, FDIC insurance on your cash goes up to 250000 If you get over that, you're going to want to spread your money out to different banks. And of course, as we have mentioned before, I encourage you to avoid the big woke banks and work with local regional banks. Now, second part of that, hard assets, you know, that's a personal decision. I think hard assets, let's define that gold, silver, you know, that's a hard, tangible asset. Real estate, physical real estate is a hard asset. Those are probably, unless I'm missing one, Karen, the three top ones. There's some other ones. Those are probably the three biggest ones we see at Wealth Builders. Uh, Again, this is a personal decision. I think you're always going to want to keep some money in cash for reserves for emergencies, for opportunities, and so forth. But, um, you know, I think you could, um, you know, gold and silver, we see some clients, again, I'm just giving you examples here. We see some clients who might have, you know, 10 to 20% in, in gold and silver. And again, these are just illustrations. And then we might see people who they want to commit to understanding real estate, how to right, get knowledge and understanding on investing in real estate. And they may put, you know, 30 to 50% uh, into real estate, right? And again, it's all subjective, uh, but I think those are, you know, we talk about that in our in our coaching programs and even in a consultation, we could get into more specifics, but that's some general guidelines that we've seen. That's great, Chad. Uh, this is from Elizabeth and it continues a bit on the real estate theme. She says, their children each have Roth IRAs. They've not funded them the last two years because of watching their existing investments lose money. Should we max out their Roths for 2021 and 2022, or should we take the $5,500 for 2021 and 2022 plus the 15,000 they each have in their savings account and invest it in real estate that they would partner with them on? And were these were these Roths IRAs? Is that what the first part of the question said? Yes. 
Well, again, it depends, you know, right? That's the attorney answer. It depends. I can give you my my thoughts on it. I do like Roth IRAs, and I know Billy does too. I like them structurally. Depending on the age of your kids, you know, right? I would really recommend continuing to fund a Roth IRA for your children. And if that, if you don't like the volatility of the stock market, you can do a self-directed retirement account with the Roth to where you, if you want to go the direction, I think she mentioned real estate, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can make your Roth contributions and then use the kids Roths to invest in hard assets, physical real estate, gold, silver, things like that. So you can do that. It's, it's nuanced. It's not like you can't do that at Edward Jones or Merrill Lynch. You're going to have to work with a particular type of firm, which we can help you with at Wealth Builders. But I keep contributing to the Roth personally. That's great. Wow, Chad, this is so helpful when we are already out of time. But I just want to let everyone know that we're going to have Chad back again and we're going to continue to answer some of these questions and uh, he'll have more information to share One of the things that we are offering the audience right now, Chad, is a free pro-values index. Do you want to tell them a bit about that? Yeah, let me briefly share on that. So last year, just with where culture is and society and and just what a lot of companies are doing that are just really in, in stark violation of Christian principles, I wanted to put together a list and I named it the pro values index of the top 30 companies to avoid or boycott investing in or spending your money at, and then the top 30 companies to encourage you uh, as a consumer to spend with and to invest in. So we have that as a free download, really just as a resource to equip and educate our viewers in the wealth builders community. So we'd love to make that available to you all. And um, I'm not clear how we have it available through wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. Is that correct? Yes. So just fill your information out there and you will get an email with that pro values index and then a follow-up email to let you know really how to go in deeper or learn more on this topic of investing. So Chad, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. You're welcome. This was a lot of fun. We'll have to do it again. I know we get a lot of questions that come in and um, I'm glad to be on the show today. Thank you so much. And just a reminder, we've got the Wealth Builders Conference coming up. You could go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events and get registered either in person, which I would recommend because we get to see you and get to meet others. It's amazing. Uh, But if you can't make it in person, we have a great live stream option and you'll still feel a part of the group when you are on the live stream. And also just for general information about Wealth Builders and Billy and Becky Epperhart, our founders, go to wealthbuilders.org. Thank you so much. God bless you all and make it a great rest of the day. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exists to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.